Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to honor the life and memory of our dear brother, John Mills. Death surrounds every one of us, but on today's Bible study podcast, I'd like us to slow down a little bit to consider John 8:24 and see how we really approach death. Welcome once again to Bible Study Podcast. My name is Justin, and I'm thrilled to spend another Friday with you. Tonight, I'd really like to share something with you that's kind of been on my heart and been on my mind the past few weeks, and it's something I I think we may all be able to benefit from, and that is to talk openly and honestly about death. As many of you know, my, my wife and I have recently gone through a time of grieving for her aunt, who was tragically killed by a drunk driver in a hit-and-run case, and and I want to thank all of you who were in prayer for us over the past week as we made the trip up to Cleveland, Ohio to be a part of the funeral proceedings and, and to help console with the family. Uh, this is the reason why there was no podcast last week, in case you wondered, and as I was very far away from home and uh, just didn't have the chance to. But, but many of you have sent us such kind words and encouragement over the past two weeks. So I, I just wanted to say thank you once again. It was an experience, though, and it was in this experience that truly led me to the very topic which we will discuss tonight. And so, I hope it will be a help to you as you walk out this journey of life. I want to let you know first, though, that if there are any questions you may have, any comments you'd like to make, please feel free to email me at BibleStudyPodcastJustin at gmail.com. And also, true to my word, I'd like to share briefly the fitness tip of the week from Jordan, a listener here in North Carolina. His tip is that we drink water, and lots of it. He advises that we take a few weeks where we will commit to only drinking water and and drink it in large quantities, as it will basically flush out our system. He does mention, which I also second this, that if you take part in this, make sure you have a job that allows you to use the bathroom frequently, because at first, (laughs) you'll need to go an awful lot. So please remember that, and hopefully it will work out for you. Uh, with our tip given, though, let, let's gather before the throne room of God and, and pray to our Father. Our Father, we, we thank you that you are merciful to us, merciful enough to send your Son to die for us. Lord, we don't have a clue about all that goes on around us, but, but we need your help to understand death. Help us to trust you as we know that you are with us and promise to be our comfort. We love you, Lord, and it's in your name that we pray. Amen. Friends, as I mentioned earlier, we, we've gone through a tragedy at my house and in my family recently. And and I know there, we're not the only ones. And I know that there are many of you who have gone through these tragedies of death and suffering. Many of you who are listening could probably give me thousands of stories of close friends and family who suddenly died, whether it was through violent means or, or just natural causes. And let me tell you that I've learned through this time that there are many of you out there who are going through this and have gone through these times and and you're hurting and and what seems to make it worse is that we often have nowhere to turn for comfort we we don't know where to turn for support and we want to grieve but we also want to seem strong we want to seem like we can handle the pain and and so when we approach death we often are forced to confront it with pain with a remembrance of the past suffering we went through that was never resolved it's tough man i i know it is it's tough and can I be completely open with you? Even as a Christian, 
we still face times when we encounter death and, and we still miss those we love and miss those who we are so close to. So today I, I want to try to approach this question of death, but I want to caution you that we will see two very different sides, one which is not hard to deal with, one which is very hard to deal with. The first side of our look at death is quite simply a look at the facts. Why is it that man dies? In case you haven't noticed, life has a 100% termination rate. You're not getting out alive. So first we want to see why that is. Then we want to see what the difference is between a physical death and a spiritual death, which is raised in John 8:24. We will then look to see the fact about our eternal futures and will conclude that side of death. The second side of death, though, is going to be the tricky one, and it's the emotional side of death. That is, how do we handle death? Many times we, we put too much credit in ourselves and we think that we make all of our decisions purely on rational grounds, that we just completely look at the facts and that's how we make our decisions. But in truth, the, the matter is that we just don't. We we use our emotions and our emotions are incredibly powerful in how we view things and and we must see how to approach them in order to handle death well. I know this sounds kind of ambitious and and we're not going to be able to cover all of this to the fullest extent possible, but those are the things we want to see today. So, so let's get started. The first question I think we need to ask is, why is it that man dies? And, and I know there are some people that you may hear that say it's just because the body wears out, maybe using the laws of thermodynamics to explain that decay will set in. However, those laws only work in a closed system. Your body, on the other hand, is designed as an open system, meaning things come in and things go out. So it's not just the body. It, it's got to be something else. There's got to be something that makes us wear out as our body. There's got to be something that explains all the other deaths that aren't natural deaths. No, friends, I, I think the Bible's clear on the reason for death. It's a result of our sin nature. You see, when the fall occurred in Genesis 3 and man fell from his innocent nature to a rebellious, sinful nature as a result of his disobedience, God cursed Adam in verse 19, saying that he would return to the ground, for from dust he came and to dust he shall return. Further, in Romans 6.23, we're told that the wages, the payment, if you will, of our sin is death, speaking of separation from God. And this is exactly what Jesus is telling us in our passage here in John 8:24 that if you do not believe that I am the Messiah, you will die in your sins. So we see that as a result of our sin nature, there's death, both physical and spiritually. So the question then changes from why do people die to what happens to me when I die? If death is inevitable, if all of us have a sin nature, and all of us will therefore have death, then what happens to me when I die? For this, I think we should head back to John chapter 3. Remember when we went through this, we saw that there are two ways you can stand. You can either believe in Christ or not. And remember that John 3.16 says that those who believe in him will not perish, but will have everlasting life. That is eternal life. So what is this eternal life? It means that you will live eternally in the presence of God. It begins here, meaning the Holy Spirit resides in you now as a Christian and is manifested clearly after a physical death when we will spend eternity in heaven as children of God. But to those who do not believe in Jesus, verse 18 says that he has been judged already. 
And verse 36 of chapter 3 in John says that the wrath of God abides in him. That is, they are separated from God on the basis of their sin nature. In other words, it's the belief in Jesus which requires us to repent of our sin and turn to him that serves as a payment for our sin and ensures us eternal life with God. With this in mind, we can now see that when a person who is a Christian dies, in truth it's not a tragic thing. You know, as 1 Corinthians notes, they're falling asleep. As Paul says in Philippians, for him to live is Christ, but to die is gain. At death we are taken from this fallen world of sin to a wondrous heaven where we will live eternally with our gracious Father, with our Savior Jesus, and with our Counselor, the Holy Spirit. As S.T. Coleridge is quoted as saying, it's a recovery and not death. However, for those who are not Christians, it's the beginning of an eternity of judgment, an eternity separated from God. It's an eternity in hell, a place that is often described in the imagery of a fiery trash dump where the fire continually burns and the inhabitants consistently suffer. Those are the facts of death. Death here, on a physical nature, is not the end, but rather it's the beginning of our eternal dwelling. However, whether or not that dwelling is in heaven or in hell, it's completely up to whether you follow Christ or not. Please consider that strongly as we move along. The thing that we're always brought back to with death is where are we at? Are we heading to heaven? Are we heading to judgment? Please consider that as we go on. However, I did promise that we would look at a second side of death, and that's the side that's very tricky, very hard to deal with, and it's the emotional nature of death. What is it I mean by this? I'm not saying the emotional nature of dying. I'm saying the emotional nature of dealing with death. And as I alluded to earlier, I, I think that we often don't consider how much of a role our emotions play into our view of the world and our decision-making processes. I mean, emotions are powerful things. When we feel depressed, it doesn't just taint one aspect of our lives, it taints all of it. I mean, I'm, I'm sure you've been there, I've been there before. When you're in this kind of depressed mood and everything seems to fail, everything seems to fall apart. You know, everything seems to go wrong and it always seems to be our fault. Now, while the truth of the matter is that things going on around you are probably pretty close to how they normally are, your perception is that the whole world is in the pits. You see, I firmly believe that this is a result of leaving our emotions without any control, any governors. You see, emotions are not bad things in and of themselves. In fact, they're, they're just part of who you are. But they must be kept in check so that we can get a true sense of the world around us. This is where I think the biggest toll on our lives is taken when a death occurs. We fall into emotional traps and, and we believe things that are not true and, and as a result, we hurt and we don't know why. When a loved one dies, our response is almost immediately to question why it is that that person had to die. It doesn't seem fair. The fact is that we all know that it's appointed once for all men to die. Would it have been any easier if that person died an hour earlier, an hour later, a year later, ten years later? Of course not. It'd still be painful. But it's our instinct to think, why does this pain have to come to me? Why do my loved ones have to take the fall? Why did my loved one have to die? 
Well, friends, it, it's just their time. And that's the thing. It, it's not our personal thing. You see, we can feel pain. I'm not saying you shouldn't feel pain, but I think a lot of times we take it as a, a personal guilt issue, as something that we did, as something that we allowed ourselves to go through, and so now this person's death is our fault. Now it's because something we did wrong that this person died. And friends, it's just not the case. It's just that person's time to die. No, it it wouldn't have been easier if they died another time. Why? Because they're still leaving us. They're not going to be with us every day. And that's tough. It's hard to go through. And and we don't deal with these emotions. We don't deal with these problems. And, and it causes us to have extreme pain. Because where do we go? You know, where... When your mother dies and, and you want to go and talk to her about something you've always talked about and she's not there anymore, what do you do? When your brother dies and and you used to have a tradition of going to the ball game in town and you'd sit right next to each other the whole time and just crack up and have a good time, what do you do when the football season starts again? See, we have a loss. I don't think we should deny that. There's a loss and... There's a coping time that we have to take. You know, there's just some things that we just can't handle right away. Maybe you can't handle eating at your friend's favorite restaurant the next day after their death. Maybe it's just, it hurts too much. You know how much you had fun together there. That's fine. We need to talk about it. We need to deal with it. We need to go to our Christian brothers and sisters and say, Hey, man, I'm struggling. And we need to be willing that when people come up and say this, we can say, Brother, I, I'm here for you. Man, I, I don't know what you're going through, but, man, I can sit here and listen. I can take care of stuff for you. Don't worry about it, man. Take some time. Rest. Grieve. Remember the good times. Maybe it's time to pr- prioritize your life in a different way. Maybe as a result of this, you, you realize you need to change some things. Do those but realize the fact is, it's not your fault that they died. So as we ponder death and we view the emotional side of it, I'd like to propose that we remember some key points. Doing this will not take all the pain away. I mean, we should feel pain from losing those who are close to us, but I think it will help us to remember the hope that can be found even in death. First, we must remember that if we're in Christ, we're never alone. In Matthew 28, as Jesus gives the Great Commission, he assures the disciples that he would be with us always, even to the end of the age. That is, Jesus will be with us through it all. So when we feel lonely, when we're feeling alone and missing our friends, missing our family, we can know that Jesus is with us. We're never truly alone. Second, we, we can know that there's nothing to fear. Oftentimes our emotional response to death is that we feel scared to do the things we normally do. We get in this mindset of, what if it happens to me? What if I get so happy that death comes? That's what happened to my friend. When Matthew 10, in talking about those who oppose Christ's message, those who are of the sin nature, Jesus says not to fear. 
Why? Because our Father in Heaven cares enough about His creation to even know when sparrows fall to the ground. How much more does He care for us who are made in His image? And He cares so much that He even knows the hairs on our head. No, to those who believe in Christ, we have no fear. As we said earlier, death can only take us closer to God. I mean, that's the ultimate goal we're looking for for the believer in the first place. So death is not to be feared of. It's not to be something that we have to look at and be scared. No, we can face death and we can know, you know what? God has left me on this earth for a reason. He has left me here to do something. And so I'm going to follow his command. I'm going to love my brothers and sisters. I'm going to lead people to Christ because that's what God has left me here for. And when it's the right time, he will call me home. I don't have to be afraid. I can do it because God is the one who's in control. And he is the one who cares for us. And he is faithful. And finally, I think we can take rest in knowing that Jesus himself will comfort us. In Matthew 11, he tells us to come to him if we're a heavy burden, and he will give us rest. Blessed are the mourn, those who mourn, we're told. John 7, he tells us that if anyone's thirsty, he should come to him, for he will give him drink. You see, it's God who supplies our needs, and it's he who will comfort us. You know, while it's great and you know, and it helps at times to receive comfort from friends and family, it, it's ultimately God and God alone who can feel the need for love and support in our lives. It's our trust in Him that will carry us through the hard times, not our reliance on ourselves, not our hope and our families. It's in Him and Him alone that we must place our trust. And he promises us. He will give us rest. He will let us carry his yoke instead. And, and his yoke is light. His burden is easy. Well, I hope this has been a helpful time of reflection for you. I know this has probably just skimmed the surface of all we could say on the subject. But I really wanted to just get it out there that death is not the end of all things. And there's hope. For in Jesus is life, and therefore when we put our hope and trust in him, we have nothing to fear, not even death. I mean, that's all I have to say, but, but please let me know if there's anything that comes to mind when you hear this. Feel free to contact me at BibleStudyPodcastJustin at gmail.com. I mean, I, I'm not a counselor or anything, but you know, I know sometimes it helps just to, to get it out. Sometimes it helps to vent. Sometimes it helps just to tell someone else about the memory of your loved one. And if that's what you need to do, I, I'm here for you. Feel free to give me an email. Drop me a message. Let us pray with you. And let me tell you something, friends. I, I know we have a tough guy image. I know we have this strong American image here in, on our side of the water. And for those of you listening from around the world, I know you probably have the same deal. We we have pride. We We love to think we can handle everything. But it's okay to break down. It's okay not to have everything figured out. You don't have infinite knowledge. You're not omniscient. You can't know everything. Sure, we can try to know as much as possible, but, you know, friends, it, it's okay if you need to seek help from someone. 
It's okay if you need to talk to someone. Don't be afraid. Well, until we meet again, friends, may, may God bless and keep you. This lesson has been brought to you by BibleStudyPodcast.org, a paraministry of Clean Slate Evangelical Ministries, which is a nonprofit listener-supported ministry based in Monroe, North Carolina. While our desire is that your primary giving be done with your local church, if the Lord is leading you to support our ministry, we do depend on your support to keep our ministry going and growing. If you feel the Lord calling you to support our ministry, you can go to BibleStudyPodcast.org and click on support on the right-hand side. You can make a tax-deductible donation from there. By doing so, you'll be helping us to reach multitudes of people each and every month from around the world who, just like yourself, desire to find answers and meaning in Scripture. We thank you for listening today, and we pray that the Lord blesses you and draws you closer to Him. Keep growing closer to Jesus. Just a closer walk Just a closer walk Just